found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here it is, a Thursday edition of Tidbits, and it is the final day of February. How about that? Final day of the month. Now, is it um, this or next week that we change the time? Let's take a look-see. That's a good question. Because I'm a little worried, you know, about this. <laughs> You're still it, on uh, the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's the 10th, Sunday the 10th. Oh. That's when daylight saving time begins. Lovely. So I guess we've got, uh, after this weekend, it'll be the next. Okay. And I'm still on that time zone, so that'll be perfect for me. I woke up this morning at 3. Gosh. <laughs> so you sit there, and I rock. <laughs> I'll have a drink of coffee, and I'll rock. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, just wait for the time to go so mm-hmm. I can, you know. So I'll get back on track on March what did I say, 10th? Or was it the 11th, I said? thought it was 10th. Okay, 10th. Whatever that Sunday So the 9th is. going into the 10th. Yeah, because you always, what you'll do is spring forward on this clock movement. Yeah. And you do that when you go to bed on a on your Saturday. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'll be moving mine forward at 7 p.m. before bedtime. <laughs> 7 p.m. Have my supper at 4.30, <laughs> bedtime at 7. <laughs> and make sure it's good and bland. <laughs> now, if you've uh, watched Kansas City Chiefs ball games, you may see super fan Chiefs-aholic. He dress, dresses like a werewolf. Oh. Okay. All right. So he's all fuzzy, and, you know, you'll see him occasionally. Right. You know, fan through the crowd. Well... Chiefsaholic is a robberaholic. Oh, no. <laughs> Pled guilty in federal court Wednesday to charges relative to a string of bank robberies what? in seven states. Wow. And he could face up to 50 years in prison. Dang. His real name is Xavier Babadar, known for sporting a werewolf costume at Chiefs games. At least we know now how he afforded uh, season tickets. <laughs> yeah, you know. He admitted to stealing more than $800,000 from bank robberies. Man. That throughout the Midwest in recent years. And then using that stolen loot to place bets on Chiefs games. He probably did quite well. Sure he did. (laughs) He's only 29. He pled guilty to one count of money laundering, one count of transporting stolen property across state lines, and one count of bank robbery. Wow. I guess he went one too many. And yeah. got caught. Yeah. He faces a prison sentence of up to 50 years without parole. That's scheduled for July the 10th. So you may not see the werewolf anymore. <laughs> That's what? crazy. And who'd ever dream it? You know, you just said, well, there's the werewolf. You know what's funny, though? Um, <laughs> if you go to the FBI's list of most wanted, at least I've, I haven't done this in a while. Okay. But, you know... Not that long ago, if you went to the most wanted, especially some, but they kind of do it by region as well. Okay. All right. Um, some of them are bank robbers that have been on the lam for years. <laughs> I mean, like decades. Like, yeah. you know, so and so is wanted for a string of robberies in 1992. It's like, oh. And they can't find them. No. 
So I'm like, is robbing a bank like the easiest thing in the world? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> well, it seems like we always hear the, the dumb ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They get caught immediately. Right. It seems like it'd be pretty difficult to me. You've got to have a lot of courage. Did we have a story last week about the guy that went to rob a, it was a grocery store and he like paid for his stuff, held up the cashier and she's like, there's no money in here. And so he like ran out, left everything there and didn't even get his change back. <laughs> and the problem is, even if you never get anything, uh, you get charged and still face the same penalty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's. I don't have the courage. I, you know, I may have joined somebody like Dillinger back in the day just for the heck of it. Okay, <laughs> doing train robberies and things of the sort. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what you do. It's like they had to redesign railroad cars because if you remember years and years ago, you'd see cars being transported. They were just in the open air, and people figured out a way to. to steal them and and do whatever with them yeah. in transport. So now they got to be in this enclosed right. <laughs> it's How do you do that? <laughs> do you practice for <laughs> right? You've got to do something to to be able to do that. You practice. All right, we're going to run through this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, this is a story of a mother suing Delta Airlines after the airline allegedly didn't allow her to pump breast milk during a four-hour flight. She's a new mom. Erica Garethy claims that Delta forced her to discard one of her two carry-on bags, one of which was filled with breast milk, another that carried her breast pump. Garethy alleges that the airline denied her boarding until she agreed to check or discard one of her two bags. She claims her breast milk soaked through her blouse in front of the other passengers and co-workers, causing stares and whispers. <laughs> Do you see that, Matt? <laughs> when she left the plane and picked up her gate check bag, she says she found the breast pump shattered, shattered in pieces. Like a vase. <laughs> the new mom claims she suffered damage to personal property as well as extreme physical pain and suffered emotional distress and anguish. She also claims she suffered from a reduction in breast milk production, which never fully recovered and made it more difficult to feed her son. The 12 year old boy has since said he is hungry. No, I. <laughs> 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 Plot twist. <laughs> uh, the junior higher stated that some others do go a long time, and it's, it's I don't get that. Okay, I just she. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. She is seeking <laughs> economic and punitive damages, as well as civil penalties and statutory penalties. The airline filed a response which denied her every allegation. They deny all of it. I was going to say, man, in, in today's world, you can't – I mean, moms have a right to do that wherever, whenever. Yeah. I mean, and you can't hinder them from that with good reason. And Delta would know that. And so these – I mean, this this seems – I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, without knowing the whole thing and not being there, this sounds pretty far-fetched. Yeah. 
And it sounds like she's really, you know, oh. one of those women. <laughs> you know how that. You know who they are. You know. They could be you one, of, know. one of those type of people that just play up you everything. You can envision her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's <laughs> just... <laughs> I, it's not funny if that would truly happen. Right. But, you know... And, but and, I just don't see in okay. today's world... I really don't. I don't see in today's world how... They deny all of it. Oh, I would imagine. So, I don't know what kind of case you'll have. But <laughs> hey, if I spill coffee on my crotch, I got to live with it. And people, right. are, look at that. He just pieced it. And you live with it. <laughs> you just live with it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This it just it seems far fetched to me. It really does. Okay. Because I've done that on several occasions. Have sport coffee or something on my crotch, and and you. Maybe you're out some, you know. I did it in Chicago with a hot cup of Starbucks. It burned, okay? It burned bad. Because, you know, that stuff, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be smoldering. I mean, you could use one of them cup things. We've talked about it before. It didn't help at all. No, it doesn't. The little sleeve things, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they don't don't do any good at all. You've got to wear like a a welder's mitt to, to hold one of those. And then, you know, all the sufferings I've had. <laughs> so anyway, we'll take a break. The sufferings. We, what was me? <laughs> Why me, Lord? Now, yesterday I brought up the Wendy's deal. Yeah. And their pricing and scheme. Burger King came right back. Okay, so we've got something, an update yeah. pertaining that topic and more tidbits when we come back. This is Tidbits. Well, yesterday we talked about Wendy's and their plan to actually charge you more at their busier times of the day. That was their plan. Okay. Right. Well, the uh, term came up, dynamic pricing, Hmm. during a section of CEO Kirk Tanner's presentation in which he announced an investment of about $30 million for digital menu boards and related enhancements. So it'd be like the gas stations. Boink, boink, boink. They, changed, <laughs> they could just know. change it yeah. on a whim, yeah. He said as early as 2025, we'll begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. Better teach your crew properly. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Dynamic pricing, also called surge pricing, is often associated with rideshare companies like Uber and Lyft. It's generally understood to be a system in which prices are adjusted in reaction to demand. The burger chain, however, is now saying... That's not what they meant. Oh, yeah, they walked this back. They, they absolutely walked this back, didn't they? In a statement that never uses the phrase, the company now says its investment in digital menu boards gives more flexibility to change the display of featured items. <laughs> we have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. Uh, yeah. The new statement now suggests that any price changes would be beneficial. 
beneficial to customers. Right. <laughs> Digital menu boards could allow us to change the menu offerings at different times of the day and offer discounts and value offers to our customers. So I have more on this. Okay. All right. Um, a Wendy spokesperson clarified late on Tuesday that they will not raise prices during busy hours, but rather offer discounts and value offers to our customers more easily, particularly in the slower times of day. <laughs> so Burger King came back. Okay. Burger King, if you have the app, then you got the okay. you got the thing yesterday that was like, you know, the only thing surging here are our flames. Okay, on our burgers. See, they're out there already. Yeah. Uh, we don't believe in charging guests more when they're hungry. Burger King wrote in a press release. <laughs> Surge pricing, well, that's new. The company had a good thing. The only thing surging at BK is our flame. <laughs> and they're giving out, I want to say, free Whoppers yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, with the purchase of $3 or more. Good deal. Yeah. Now that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you were going to do that without the anticipation of doing what they said. What yeah. we heard. Yeah. They really want, they're like, oh crap, we got to. What did they expect people to do? And the thing is, the thing, the thing, I guess, that isn't really being talked about, Wendy's is one of the more expensive places to eat with, you know, on fast food. It's not like they're a value chain by any stretch. Right. You know, it's not cheap to eat there. Especially if you go with their regular menu items. See, you're, you're, you're well informed, you know. But if you get if you get the biggie deal, it's not bad. Okay, biggie deal is like the biggie deal. five six bucks. That's not bad. Okay, but um, so there are some deals. But you get but even with that, it's it's like you get like a, a the small hamburger, small fry, like four piece nugget, small drink. <laughs> That's a biggie. Yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that you know, it's not been that far removed. Super size me. <laughs> yeah. You had to have everything humongous. Yes. yes. Your French fries was a carton. For a dollar more is super size. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me that gigantic fry. Yeah, give it to me. And you had to have the humongous super chugger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. At which none of those bottoms would fit in any drink holder that is made. No. In, I don't believe. No. Okay, so... It, I it just... But we've changed so much as a society and... You know that was their plan to charge you more when they wanted to. You know it was. Okay? And very well still may be. Don't let them fool you. Okay? Are you still going to invest $30 million in digital stuff? See, that's just... That's yeah. iffy to me. I know. I mean... I don't know. But the gas stations, you, I don't know of one anymore unless you're a real mom and pop that do the, you know, you go out there with your ladder. Right. <laughs> you know, back in the day, yeah. you had guys on ladders 15 times a day. Up and down, up and down. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how much it costs to get the digital stuff. $30 million seems kind of cheap for all the Wendy's there are. I don't know yeah, how I much don't, I don't digital know. thing is. Uh, yeah, but, I don't uh, know. Anyway, I would like, assume it'd be digital signage and then like one central hub for it, I guess, okay. or yeah. something. I don't, I don't know how it works, but <laughs> then we've got the story of a naked woman. Oh no! She went on a rampage attacking people at Venice Beach in Los Angeles. This wild incident was captured Monday by witnesses 
The woman was completely naked, going berserk on the boardwalk near the beach. Okay. <laughs> so you got the bodybuilders are showing off. Yeah, yeah. And there is a naked berserk woman. At one point, the nudist. <laughs> oh, the nudist. Went after another woman who had a spiked club. <laughs> Where are you coming with all this stuff? Just walking the beach with a spiked club. The second woman swung uh, the bat at her rival, who retreated as she defended herself. The other woman then struck the naked gal with a baton. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it? What? <laughs> Out on the beach. What is happening in Venice? Twirling baton. <laughs> the nude gal then picked it up. <laughs> And started running at the woman as well as other people, threatening them with the club. Okay. <laughs> the fully clothed woman <laughs> then retrieved a second baton. A second, like a backup. There was a backup baton. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they battled on the pavement. Wow. <laughs> Witnesses said the altercation carried on for about six minutes without any police response. <laughs> No word on how it ended, but I guess neither was ever busted or nothing. Now, what's that? How do you find all this stuff laying around? And- <laughs> this, I'm watching the video, okay, and it's it's blurred out. Everything, yeah, they're not going to see her, right? Um, this is this is there's a dude that just like walks by, <laughs> like completely oblivious <laughs> to what's going on. Oh, that's funny. This is about the most lame fight I've ever seen. <laughs> what makes you do that? They are clear. One of them is clearly on something. Clearly. Yeah. And then to have all this stuff just laying around. You know, there it is. Is this like a performance piece? Is this like a... A baton. Okay, I'm envisioning the golden girl. Isn't that her name at Purdue? Yeah. She's the baton twirler. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing that kind of baton laying there on the beach. <laughs> Well, the bodybuilders are doing their stuff, showing off their biceps. There's a baton twirler. I don't know. Uh, the best part was the guy that just walked by as it's happening, just like it does, and <laughs> completely oblivious, just walking. Uh, I don't think either one of them were struck by the other. It didn't appear to made me. attempts. It, it looked it looked pretty mm, lame. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> it looked pretty lame. But the things you see on a beach. Wow. Wow. I'm just. <laughs> then we've got uh, this. This would. <laughs> nearly 200 goats <laughs> brought to a Texas park to clear unwanted plants. Okay, so you've got 200 goats. Mm-hmm. Okay, bring them in, Phil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to clean unwanted plants escaped from their fence. And they went wandering through nearby neighborhoods in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> Body camera footage shows Arlington police officers surveying the scene. One officer saying, oh, this is a mess. <laughs> go, goats, go. <laughs> Back to where you came from, please. Who knew we're goat wranglers now? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. This is not what I envisioned doing. I just see them just, there they go. And you always hear that goats will eat anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Multiple calls came in from local residents 
reporting a large number of goats wandering through their yards. <laughs> Officers began helping animal wranglers round up the hungry herd and return them to the natural area. Do you think they caught them all or there's some stragglers still out there <laughs> evading the law? How do you end up with that many goats and how do you how do you fence them in? In their specific area, I don't get that. I've never heard of someone using that many goats. Not since, like, you heard that with the White House back, you know, <laughs> in the day. They brought in goats to keep the keep the White House lawn. Was this, like, in the 1800s? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have never heard that. That'd be like us driving through Logansport there at Spencer Park. We got 100 head of goats. <laughs> it's, like, it's just... Yeah. I don't understand why you would use that many. How can you keep track of that many? A couple of hundred. Jeez. Anyway. During World War One, Woodrow and Edith Wilson <laughs> kept a flock of sheep on the White House grounds <laughs> to save costs to cut the grass. The wool was also auctioned off to raise money for the Red Cross. See? Now that made good sense. There you go. They use sheep. My bad. But still. They'll eat anything, too. Yeah. But again, I presume they didn't just wander off. You got to wonder: is there a um, is there a cost benefit to using goats and sheep rather than lawnmowers? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever the cost is to have two hundred head of goats, I suppose you can sell their milk, make beard <laughs> supplies. Right, you you use beard goat. That's milk, right. You know, you could use you could shear them and sell the wool like they did. And they're probably renting them out to this place. Yeah. All right, I'll bring you a couple of hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the story of Elizabeth Francis. She's from Houston. She's turned 114 years old. She's become the oldest living person in the U.S. of A. Francis became the oldest person in the U.S. of A., following the death of 116-year-old Edie Casarelli of California, who passed away February the 22nd. Hmm. She is the fifth oldest living person in the world, so there's people out there older than 114. And I bet they're eating Dan and yogurt. <laughs> Remember back in the day? He would show these people. And they were eating Dan and yogurt. That's why they're still alive. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> Because of Dan and yogurt. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, Frances credits her longevity to her faith in God, mm -hmm. speaking her mind, and eating whatever she wants. Absolutely. See, a lot of, it's just in your genes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean. You're right. You're right. I mean, she's 114. Looks pretty good. She's wearing a little crown laying mm -hmm. there. She is. You ever notice it's never guys? Well. It's never guys. It's <laughs> not not often it is. You know, <laughs> Especially here in the US, it's never guys. No. It's always a woman that's the oldest. Well, I wonder, why. I wonder why. I wonder why that is. Well, I want some meat and potatoes. Right. <laughs> I want your yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta deep fry it. And finally here's Wait, an before we go, okay. we're going back to the goat thing. All right. Um, we got a text. I was thinking about the exploding goat episode of the Andy Griffith show. Well, I'm thinking, sense? you know, I've watched Andy Griffith. Right. Don't recall the exploding goat. I don't either. That seems kind of violent for the Andy Griffith show. And another person pointed out that'd be free fertilizer. That's true. As well. Yeah. So 
another benefit to having goats and sheep graze in our parks. And then you wouldn't want to mow the yard after they'd been Plus, there. Plus, think about the children. How much the children would love to go oh, pet the children. them. Well, pet children would love to go pet the sheep and the goats as they graze. Do it for the children. I'm sure <laughs> Sure, nothing bad will happen. I'm sure no one will get rammed or kicked. It's nothing. Or bit. You know, no. They'll be fine. <laughs> go on out there and pet them. It's part of, it's part of how we learn. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when we had the the park equipment when we were kids. It yeah. was just intentionally try to hurt us you learn as a whole goats are decent yeah you know but uh, they will ram you as well as sheep <laughs> so now this uh, finally now you know what happened to me matthew researchers found a link between poor sleep quality hmm. and an increased use of specific language <laughs> namely humor and curse words curse words curse words the study suggests that those experiencing poor sleep quality may be more inclined to use arousing words to counteract feelings of tiredness. One of the key discoveries, and again, I'd like to be a part of this study, was the significant correlation between poor sleep quality and the increased use of self-defeating humor. <clears throat> this specific style of humor, characterized by making oneself the target of jokes was more commonly reported among people who experienced more sleep problems. The study also found a notable relationship between sleep quality and the frequency of curse word usage. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been around people in your life that, I mean, they cuss. Yes. You know, yes. They must be really deprived. <laughs> Participants who reported more sleep issues were also found to use curse words more frequently. They're not necessarily uh, a poor or questionable character. Right. It may be the way that they're, they're it's tired. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have answers. I guess so. You know, to why I act like I do. I have a story about I cannot tell it on the air, but I have a story about that. It was when we were in Chicago, and we were on the, uh, the L platform, and yeah. you kept declaring something very loudly, very loudly. Is this when we're lost with your your phone? No. Supposed to be telling us where we are? No. Wasn't that the early beginnings of... Pretty of, much, uh, yeah. yeah. That type of service from a phone? Yeah. And we're right there. Okay. We're, <laughs> how many times did we walk by that looking... What were we looking for? The red line? I don't, oh, I don't know. That was our first time. Like, we was, didn't know we were It was doing. forever. We didn't know. We, we you know... Look at the bottom. I'm getting we weary. Hey, okay, going back to goats. I got a message from my uh, from my uh, goat beard <laughs> okay. product. Lady. Oh yes. All yes. right. So this is from Elizabeth. She knows goats. Uh, she says goats are actually notoriously picky eaters. Oh, unlike children's books we see, because like you know what they were eating like yeah. cans and yeah. everything. Right, yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> According to the books, but they're awesome at cleaning up brush. They love leaves and poison ivy. No kidding. Sheep's, however, prefer grass. There you go. We've just gained a couple of brains. Thank you so much. In our brain. That's good to know. That is really good to know. Sometimes you are educated on this program. <laughs> Sometimes you are. <laughs> Sometimes you just uh, wonder why you're even bothering to listen. <laughs> that's most days. So, so there you go. There's some tidbits on this Thursday. we got one day to go. This shortened schedule, does that have, you know, how's our audience feel about that? losing a day you tell me what's it been now over a couple of months it has been 
And, you know, we do, we only do it Tuesday through Friday now. Yeah. When did this start? When we started doing yeah, this? Yeah, back in November? You're asking me? November, October? That's when we started doing tidbits? No, the, the four-day. Oh, schedule. yeah, yeah, back around there. Okay. So don't ask me. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Everything seems like yesterday to me. No, I was just in here, and ground beef was 99 cents a pound. (laughs) Right. So there you go. We'll do it again tomorrow to wrap things up. Are you getting more mail? Well, someone just said, my goat walks on two legs like a human. Bring him to the fair. Right. I was going to say, you need to charge people for that. (laughs) Matt and I can use him at our display booth. We'll have (laughs) freaks of nature. (laughs) Okay, and we'll charge 50 cents, like yeah. seeing the big octopus. Absolutely. And then uh, people can come in, see your amazing goat, walk around on two legs like a human. Sounds to me like that belongs on Stupid Petrix, which has returned. Oh, yeah? Sarah Silverman runs that now. Oh. But uh, it go. is sponsored by David Letterman. He's involved with it. Okay. Okay. There so, you go. And it's on one of those, cha- you know, 6,000 channels available <laughs> out there. <clears throat> gotcha. So anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. See you later. Bye. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.